Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders for you. We are talking about Airbnb and the current state of affairs in the business world um, as it relates to them. Uh, basically, what has happened recently is Airbnb has had some shortfalls in their stock price due to the hosts, like Mr. Lucas over there, who are directly competing with the platform. Uh you're probably thinking, how does that make sense? Lucas has a couple dozen properties, right? Um, how is he competing directly with Airbnb? Uh, Lucas, what's that stat you got there on your fingertips? Uh, how many percentages of listings are controlled by what percentage of hosts? Right now you have 1% of all hosts control 23% of all active listings. Oh, my goodness. And I believe that equates to 28% of Airbnb's total revenue. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which is That's wild. So if you think Those are about big the numbers. Of, yeah, if you think about the likes of Becasa at 44,000 properties and Evolve at mm -hmm. 30,000 properties, and then there's countless you know management companies just like them that have thousands of properties, um, you know, it, it starts to take a hit and all of those major management companies want people to come book with them uh, because right. they can up their rates a little bit. They take a little bit less of a service fee. And at the end of the day, the guest who's coming to stay saves a couple hundred bucks. Yep. Um, so in the meantime, those guys like you that have a website for your own company, right? So correct. if you're listening right now and you want to book in Daytona beach area and you want to get a, a rental from Lucas, could you poke around Airbnb and find him? I'm sure you could. You could find him on VRBO as well. But wouldn't it make sense to just go directly to Lucas's booking website because you're going to pay less fees, right? Of course it would. Now, let's pretend you're a person who's rented from Lucas via either platform, VRBO or Airbnb. Lucas, isn't it true once they're there, you give them the information that if they want to book down the road in the future, you give them the info to where your website yeah. is, correct? So my website is on the lanyards for all the keys or key fobs they have. It's in the binder, uh, in mm -hmm. the unit. Um, now with me, I'm a little bit different than, than other guests as of right now. So I'll lay another statistic on you. Uh, vacation rentals uh, or short-term rentals per the merchant category code for payment processing has one of the highest chargeback ra charge rates of any merchant category code in the country. It's like what? 8%. So wow. that means 8% of all people are charging back and fighting with those credit card companies are extremely difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. we take it for granted that Airbnb and VRBO go to bat for us. But I mean, mm -hmm. I've heard rumors that they'll only go to bat once and you're allowed to file a dispute against a charge multiple times if you're a person. Um, mm -hmm. So Airbnb and VRBO will only go to bat for you once. After that, you have to defend yourself. Um, luckily mm. for me, I've never had a chargeback fail, although I have seen in the in the Facebook uh, forums that other people have had 
than fail. Um, so I well, that only makes me think own, that's on them not doing something right. Correct. Me too. I, I I agree with that. You know, maybe you needed a short-term rental agreement, which I have with every guest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that's their story to defend. Go defend. Uh, however, when you are on your direct site, you are now the person responsible for defending yourself. Um, so you need to make sure you have all your documentation in order. But a way that I limited that for the time being. Um, was to only re-rent to guests that I considered good guests or reliable mm-hmm. guests. Um, oh, sure. So I don't go out there advertising my site like, oh, hey, come book with me, come book with me. It's like, well, once you've stayed with me before, now you have the luxury and privilege of booking directly with me the next time you stay. Right, um, right. And that pretty much cuts back almost all chargebacks because you know that the person's a good guest. You know that they have true intentions of coming to stay and enjoying the property you have. Um but I can't even imagine the amount of chargebacks Vacasa and Evolve and places like that that oh, right. have thousands well, of bookings it, a day coming through their websites. Get in a separate conversation we've had offline, not related to this episode. I'm personally not a fan, as a guest, of booking through Vacasa and the others because I don't like that extra layer of of administration and logistics between me and my reservation. I can't reach the guest or the host, I should say, as it is sometimes. And now to find out that if I call Airbnb to get support, they're going to be going to some Vacasa number on file and then to the actual host, maybe. And that host might actually be a property manager who's using another platform and the owner may never actually be involved. And I, I don't really like all those layers. So for the guest, it's, it's neat that they can come directly to you. But um, let's back up a second here. So in, in digesting everything you're putting out here for our listeners, you are in some ways admitting that you are not going to build a Rolodex of repeat customers without the use of Airbnb and VRBO. They are an integral part of your business um, to capture a customer, correct? My model, yes. Now you can go to email marketing and, and market all the emails that you collect. Um there's various other tools for that, I guess. But as of right now, in my current business model that I run, and maybe that changes in the future, is I use Airbnb and VRBO to vet guests, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They vet guests for me and are you good or bad? And if you're good, you'll get an invite to book with me directly next year um, mm-hmm. at, at likely a significant discount. And so you know, we're talking hundreds of dollars that they are, they're they're going to save by booking with me. Um, they certainly save more if they're coming off of Airbnb. As we've discussed in prior episodes, Airbnb's service mm-hmm. fees to guests are significantly higher for uh, you know guests than VRBO. Um, so they'll save more if they're coming from Airbnb, but they'll still save hundreds of dollars if they're coming from VRBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so is there a scenario? Well, let me ask. Let me ask it this way: How many times would you say just Give me a ballpark. I don't need an exact figure. How many times have you had it where people have found you, whether it be organic search results or pay-per-click results, and just booked directly with you and you've never heard of them before? It does happen, um, but not super often. Um, maybe less than 10 times. Okay. But there yeah. are some little detectives out there who have found me on VRBO, <laughs> sent me a message on VRBO wanting to book direct with me. As soon as you do that, mm-hmm. I like ignore your I ignore your message because it's a violation of terms of service for yep. both sites to try to take people mm-hmm. off platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I won't engage with you 
uh, if, if you do that, but these people are smart enough to go find you on Google yeah. and I don't know how they do it, but they're little detectives. So uh, <laughs> it does, it has happened, you know, yeah, at least 10 times. Um, and, and then we just go with it. They, the, I, they always end up calling me once they have my phone number and I, so far I haven't had any bad luck with them. And I know chargebacks are, you know, just grimy and scumbag people for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thankfully I haven't had any issues with it, but that's just kind of one of the things I put to protect myself, you know, cause when I started the direct website, Stripe, my payment processor reached out to me and explained to me how high chargebacks were in the merchant mm -hmm. category code that I was in. Yes. And it, was I taking any procedures to, you know, stop chargebacks? And, so did uh, you then break it down for them that you are making them sign an actual rental agreement? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, see that right there is the layer of protection you're going to need, guys. If you if you go that route, and of course that's not what the topic of this this episode is. We're not giving you the tricks on how to cut Airbnb out. We're talking about Airbnb as a business, and as they grow, what is happening to them in terms of uh, hosts and 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 uh, professional hosts kind of cornering them. Um, that's what we're talking about here. But if you do go that route, listen closely. Make sure a rental agreement is involved because if you do have a chargeback, you need to be able to point to this agreement with their signature on it. It says they understood these terms. They understood what they were doing. They understood the dates they were getting. They knew exactly what they were expected to do here. So for them to say, I didn't get what I expected. I should charge this back. You can win that case every time, as has been the case with Lucas. He's never lost, as he said. Um, but let's back up um, to the actual subject matter of the episode. It is related to Airbnb's growth as a company and how their share price is fluctuating based on some of the news that they are at the whim of some of these, you know, property managers that are similar to Lucas's structure. Um, and I, I find it interesting that Airbnb is all of the sudden over the last year and a half or year even uh, more, more tightly in the last year, listening to hosts way more than they used to. I was just mentioning this in one of our last episodes we recorded that I would say they're moving in an upward and forward direction. And I like it because they're listening, they're taking feedback, they're, they're generating changes on the platform that we like as hosts. Um, yes, there's there's changes for guests as well. But it looks to me like they know that some of their competition is actually in their own house. And they're trying to appease them and make sure that they're making them happy. And I, I might be making this up, but if I was sitting in one of their board meetings, I, I, I think I wouldn't be too far off. Do you agree with me, Lucas? Yeah, totally. I totally yeah. agree. And that's, that's the thing um, with the cost and evolve. And that's what, what the short report was saying was uh, is Airbnb giving those large property management companies better search algorithm feeds, et cetera, because of how much revenue they're bringing into the company. Are they catering to those, you know, those big companies for a, mm -hmm. they don't want to lose them and, and B uh, you know, they're bringing in so much revenue to Airbnb platform as a whole and VRBO's platform as a whole that are they getting specialty perks that, that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Good questions. All right. Well, Hey, I think we covered it. What do you think? Yeah, I think we got everything. Hey guys, if you could make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast, this helps people just like you find us and notifies you anytime we drop an episode. If you ever have any questions, feel free to DM us on Instagram at vacation rental insiders. Sounds great. In the meantime, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Go get that money. 
Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.